What's up, everyone? And Anya Hasio to all my Korean peeps out there. My name is Denise, and welcome to my podcast channel called That K-Pop Talk, where I give you the latest and greatest of news and reviews of Korean popular music. It's very important that you click, like, share, and subscribe to my podcast channel. That way I know someone is listening out there. And please, if you'd like to support my podcast channel as well, click on the link in the description box. Let's get started with That K-Pop News. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to that K-pop talk. It's time for K-pop news, and the top story today is the big event that happened this week on April 6th in the evening for dinner, which I wasn't invited to, by the way. No, I'm just playing. I'm talking about the Nike event with G-Dragon to celebrate his company, Peace Minus One, and their collab with Nike for his sportswear line, which is called Quando One. Now, I went to Peace Minus One's website to see what the clothing and pieces look like. I was floored. I was so amazed. I love the authenticity of the Asian culture embedded into the line of the sportswear from the collab between Nike and Plus Minus One. Um, I did some investigation, not investigation, but I did a little bit of research on what Peace Minus One is. And it's a clothing line that was actually founded by G-Dragon and his friend G-U-N, that's spelled G-E-E-E-U-N, in October 2016. So he has been very successful. He's very influential when it comes to the fashion industry and also when it comes to K-pop influence with his followers. And I'm talking about G-Dragon. He has brought awareness to South Korea through his fashion awareness. And a lot of people don't know in America, I know they know in South Korea that G-Dragon is known as the, what is it? Not the father, the king of K-pop. That's who he is. So congratulations, G-Dragon. I do want to talk, however, about who was there because it was star-studded in the K-pop community. Okay, first of all, you know somebody from BTS is going to be their child. So we're talking about R.E.M. and Jimin of BTS was there. Taeyang was there. Kazuha was there, Cody Kunz was there, Jian So Mi, So Yuan, Joe Se Ho, Lee So Hook, Hayuk, and La Seraphim's Ha Jun Jin was there. Now that's who I recognize, okay? I didn't recognize everybody. Um, like I said, y'all know me. I just knew BTS of 2020 and I'm still learning through doing my podcast. But if you guys go to my Instagram and you look at who was there because they took a picture of everyone, then maybe you guys could recognize some other people that was there that I don't know. But that's who I knew that was there. So it was star-studded. Now, I just want to let you guys know that if I were you, I would go to his website, look at that Kwanda One collection, and make your purchase because I'm going to support. He has 1 million followers to date for his um, sportswear line, Peace Minus One. So it is very popular worldwide. You guys go get what you're going to get because I'm telling y'all, I believe it's going to sell out because after all, you are talking about the king of K-pop's clothing line here. <laughs> okay. All right. So I did a little bit of research on G-Dragon because I want to know more about him. I do know he came out of the military in 2019. I do know he was part of Big Bang. But for someone who's been following BTS for a while, and I am an army, I want to know, who is G-Dragon? What milestones has he set to be the king of K-pop? Because after all, if you're a king of something, that means you are an influencer. You have people that look up to you to be the pioneer of something, right? Okay, so I'm going to go over five major milestones that G-Dragon has set that everyone else is finding very influential okay so number one he is the first k-pop idol producer i did not know this so back in the day for especially first generation k-pop artists you did not have a say so in your creativity in your writing in your visuals nothing you just showed up and whatever they told you to do you did right Mm-mm, not with G-Dragon, let me tell you. G-Dragon was like, uh-uh, I need to be doing my own stuff because I'm a wild child and this is how I'm going to do it. And so they get, he did it. He was in charge. Um, he went to his management and he was in charge of the writing, 
the creativity and the direction of songs for Big Bang as well as the visuals. And he was one of the first ones that will wear the different color hair and, you know, just look different from the rest of the K-pop artists. But guess what? Big Bang took off now, didn't it? Big Bang came on the scene, kickbuck took names, did it their way, and they became the who's who of all K-pop groups that we still talk about them today. And that model is emulated down through the generations. Look at BTS. Look at 17. These people are so impacted and so influenced by what G-Dragon has done. Okay, so there's that, right? He's a trendsetter. I mean, this guy has, like I said, he's brought the, the designer, the fashion house designers to South Korea. He's worked with the who's who in South Korea. He is worn these high fashion designs and people were influenced by that and started doing it as well. Now he has worked, um, number three, I'm going to number three cause two and three are together. He's a trendsetter number two and number three, he's a, um, his company peace minus one. They have collabed with, here's the list, Vogue, Z Zanotti, Red Bull, Disney's Mickey Mouse, and Nike, just to name a few. And his company, Peace Minus One, prior to this Kwando One sportswear line, he did a shoe, a, a Nike Air shoe with Nike, and it was called Paranoise. And it was a success worldwide as well as local. Like, he has such a unique creativity that whatever he does, whatever he touches, it turns to gold, like literally, like you talking ching ching money. He is going to emulate his inner power of what he does in his creativity and people take hold of that. Okay, number four, he is revered among his K-pop idol peers. Now, of course, they call him the king of K-pop, right? And I know it was a big deal when BTS invited them I think J-Hope invited him to his in-the-box um, listening party when Big Bang was there. Now, you know, BTS, they're very, very critical on who they have in their circle, right? But for them to have Big Bang there, that says something. And now it makes sense because, you know, Yang, Jimin looked up to Yang, and he was part of Big Bang. And G-Dragon's part of, part of Big Bang. And they were there at Jack in the Box's listening party. And now I'm putting two to two together and I'm like, okay, I see, you know, they, they revered Big Bang. They had respect for Big Bang. And, you know, that's something that now makes sense to me. Okay. So there's that. The other K-pop idol artists, they do respect and know him as king of K-pop. And number five, he was Asia's first Chanel Muse. And I'm talking about the fashion house Chanel. In 2015, he was the first K-pop star to be invited to Fashion Week. Didn't know that, but it all started with him. And you guys have heard me on prior podcasts talk about Fashion Week. Talk about the Paris Fashion Week, talk about the Milan Fashion Week, talk about the ambassadorships, the global and house ambassadors. We talk about the collabs that these artists now are doing with these fashion designing houses. It all started primarily because of G-Dragon, because of what he, you know, embedded and what he stood for as far as fashion goes. So... That led to the 2020 spring summer hot couture of him actually being on their website. Again, he set the trend, he set the pace for future generations of K-pop to collab and embrace Fashion Week in the fashion designing houses. And now we see more diversity in these fashion designing houses, such as you have L Korea, you have W Korea, you have Korea has its own special line now. No matter what the brand is, Korea has their own line. So thank you, G-Dragon, for being a trailblazer for that. 
Okay, moving on. Speaking of trailblazers and speaking of collabs, new jeans. And you guys know I talk about new jeans all the time. Okay, so new jeans has an ad for Coca-Cola and it is called Zero. This is very unique for new jeans and I'm gonna tell you why. Because not new jeans, just for um, how they do things. New jeans has always had a very... Um, unique sound when it comes to their music. It's not that K-pop sound that we come to know for girl groups. Um, it's a very retro sound with a very unique upbeat to their music. And even their dances is, is very unique. They had come up with an idea to do a music video for a commercial. As of today, this music video for the Zero Coca-Cola drink has amassed over 8.9 million views and i'm laughing because i'm like who would have thought of that a music video that's a commercial and let me tell you the chorus line is so catchy i found myself after watching that video singing that chorus line over and over and over again the girls did a phenomenal job so congratulations new jing for that ad with coca-cola and moving on nimics N-M-I-X-X -X is the name of the group. And they have over 1 million views on YouTube. That is a milestone. So congratulations. And it's for their song, O-O. So if you haven't seen it, guess what? I'm going to put the link in the description box below on my YouTube. Same thing for um, New Jeans, by the way. That Zero commercial will be in the description box. Um, the link for it will. Let's Seraphim. Speaking of Les Seraphim, because you know, huh, Young Jen, Young Jen was at the Nike event. They have a comeback now. The comeback is going to be the album called Forgiven. And their, um, it's their first studio album. I'm very excited for them because I know they put out Blue Flame. They put out um, Anti-Fragile, which you guys know. Anti-Fragile, Anti-Fragile. So um, they are starting the promotion on april 10th that would be the album trailer april 12th through the 14th would be the concept photos the track sample would be the 17th the track list would be the 18th the weavers album um, version photo will be the 22nd the highlight melody will be the 24th of april the 28th is the music video teaser the 30th is the teaser two Followed by the countdown live on May 1st and then May 1st, 6 p.m. Korea Standard Time, which is 2 a.m. Los Angeles time. The video will premiere. Now, let me let me go back real quick. Highlight Melody on April 24th. Is it just me or are we starting to see more K-pop artists do a Highlight Melody? Because I didn't know what that was. And so in case you guys don't know what it is, a Highlight Melody is when they take a sample of every single song and they put it either into a video or they put it into a teaser type audio. Um, I know Jimin, Jimin, I think he did the audio teaser, the audio melody, what we heard almost every single song. And I know Bam Bam and EXO, they did a highlight melody where it was actually, I think Bam Bam was actually a video visualizer and then Kai from um, Rover, you know, EXO, his Rover album, he actually did a visualizer, but it was actually excerpts from songs. Like he made a little mini videos and he put it all together in a film. But that was his highlight melody. Moving on, let's talk about the military. We have one person coming out of the military and we have one person going in the military. The person going in the military is GOT7 Jin Young. And Jin Young is scheduled to go into the military or enlist in the military on May 8th. And he did put out a heartfelt letter. And I'm going to read the letter to you. It says, hello, everyone. This is Park Jin Young. The weather has gotten warmer. Is everyone doing well? You all must have been very surprised after coming across my enlistment news through reports. Like it has been revealed. I will be enlisting in the military on May 8th in order to fulfill my military duties. Everyone must be very worried, but I gotten rather confident and reassured while meeting all of you. That is why I promise to return more mature and in good health after experiencing a lot while thinking of everyone. 
Well then, let's meet again soon. Thank you always, and I love you. That was so sweet. And with that being said, Jen Young, we will miss you. We wish you health, good safety, and we will be here for you when you get out. Trust that, especially all your GOT7 fandoms. They are going to be here. And we're all going to be here, all of us K-pop gurus and fans. Okay, so the person coming out of the military is Chinese Taman. And as a matter of fact, he's already out. He got out April 4th at midnight. And he already has a solo comeback album coming out. Like, not now, not now. It'll be coming out sometime this year, but they already announced it. They didn't let that boy get out a good week yet. And now they're already talking about a solo album. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not even going to lie. But let the boy relax just a little bit. And, you know, he just got out the military. Let him just relax. Vibe with his family. Vibe with his friends. I mean, they already showed a video the day they posted that he got out. They showed a video of him working and practicing. I'm just like, whoo, I'm just tired looking at it because he just got out. So, but anyways, I'm happy Taman's out. I really am. I'm happy he's out. And he also did an Instagram meet and greet. So I'm pretty sure fans are so happy that they got to at least say hi to him, knowing that he just got out the military to see, you know, and hear his voice and see his face. So congratulations, um, Chinese Tayman. I'm, I'm glad that you're healthy and you're ready to go and you're ready to get back in the K-pop game. Okay, moving on. Black pinks in your area. Ew. And what I'm talking about is Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Lisa getting her money, y'all. Let me tell you, Lisa has set history again. I'm not talking about Black Pink setting history because you guys know they will have set history once they headline Coachella this month for the two weekends. If you guys haven't gotten your tickets, you need to go get it. Okay, so Lisa just set history because... She is the first Korean soloist to have two songs streamed over 300 million times on Spotify. The two songs are, we already know the first one, Money, over 663 million streams. And the second song that just got over 300 million streams last week is La Lisa. So congratulations, Lisa. <laughs> okay, that concludes our K-pop news segment. Next up is Bong Tang Boys BTS news is coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Ooh. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. It is time for Bong Tang Boys BTS news, and we're talking about sugar, 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 sugar. Yes, we are. Sugar has had a busy week. We're going to talk about it. Lego. Okay, so Sugar has a collab with IU. Everyone's been talking about this collab. Um, I was talking about it actually about two or three weeks ago when I heard rumors that there was going to be a collab. I put it on my Instagram that, you know, I think that there was a collab coming. And sure enough, they officially announced it. It is called People Part 2. It will drop on April 7th, so that by the time you hear this podcast, it would have already dropped, okay? But we're going to talk about it next week when I do my podcast next week, so don't worry. Um, I'm excited for that. As we know, they did do another collab before, three years ago, on IU's track called 8, and it was a worldwide success, so this should be no different. Okay, nothing is more exciting than his album dropping. Well, I guess all this is is exciting, but his album is dropping. Like, that came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. We didn't even see it coming. We knew about the tour, right? But we didn't know about this album. It drops on April 21st, and at the same time, the Disney documentary drops, Road to D-Day, and he just announced that. It's like... This past week, we had all these announcements that are just like, we're sort of like overwhelmed, right? Like all these announcements are coming out, but it's all this stuff like came out of nowhere. But that's how BTS does. Like when they come at you, they come at you. Okay, so there's that. And then Time to Drink with Sugar, episode eight. 
I know it's tomorrow by together in the teaser, but the which two members I don't know, but there's that. And I don't know when he's releasing the full um episode, but the trailer came out, so we know the episode is coming. And then he has the ambassadorship with the NBA. That part I wasn't expecting either. I didn't know the NBA had an ambassadorship. I knew someone else, you know, another K-pop artist had did a collab campaign with them, but I didn't know there was an ambassadorship that they could be doing. And sure enough, Sugar's named the ambassador. Hey, there's a first for everything. You know how RM was the first K-pop celebrity to be named ambassador with Bottega Veneta. He's the first and only, actually. So Sugar could do it with the NBA. Why not? Congratulations, Sugar. Congratulations on all your success. I'm very happy for you. And just to let you guys know that August D and D2 is available everywhere now. So go ahead and listen to all those beautiful songs that he had. Because let me tell you, I've listened to them over and over and over again. And I am infatuated, actually, with his songs. <laughs> yes, infatuated. I am using that word. Um. Jimin, let's talk about Jimin now. Okay, so as we know, Jimin released his choreography sketch last week as well. And his work ethic is off the chain. Like, I, like I am amazed at, at the time that he put in to produce Set Me Free and also Like Crazy. Especially the dancers, how he works with the dancers a month out. Like, I just want to know, is K-pop always like that? They go a month out to do a video? Because here in America, we don't do that. So I, I just want to know, do you go a month out? Is that a norm? That's something I need to research. So um, congratulations, Jimin, on your success and love the choreography sketch video that you put out. Also, Jimin set another record. Now, we know he set a lot of records, right? This record that he set, though, was very um, monumental, so to speak that we were rooting for him all over the world on this record. And that's because Jimin is the first Korean artist to get number one on the Billboard Hot 100. He's the first solo Korean artist to get number one on the Billboard Hot 100. That's a major, major milestone for Korean soloists. So congratulations, Jimmy. And he, you know, he's very humble about it. He was on his V-Live. He was thanking everybody. He was thanking his dancers. He was thanking his producers, P-Dog. As you guys know, P-Dog has been with BTS since the beginning. He was thanking his members, of course, for their support. He was thanking everybody. And he kept thanking, um, not thinking, he kept thanking um, the Army. And we're appreciative. I am Army. We're appreciative of that. I'm just amazed at how humble he was, you know? Um, so congratulations to Jimin. I do want to point out, too, that I think his album also went to number two on the Billboard album chart. So that's amazing as well. And also, I mentioned this before, a feat that BTS did that I don't know if any other um, male boy bands have done is that each one of those members have been number one as a soloist on the emerging, the Billboard Emerging Artist Chart. That's crazy. Each one of them went to number one. Okay, moving on to Jen. Jen's been pretty quiet. Well, rightfully so, because, you know, he is in the military. I know he was out for a little bit, um, because you, as we know last week that the other members got a chance to see him. Um, but he also set a record. His record was on August, not August, April 4th. I don't know why I said August, but April 4th, Jen became the longest charting K-pop soloist on Billboard Billboard World Digital Song Sales Chart after staying on top in the top 10 for 13 weeks. Let me say it again because I stuttered over my words. Jen became the longest charting K-pop soloist on Billboard world digital song sales chart after staying in the top 10 for 13 weeks that's the record he's you know he he um set i know it's a lot of words like tongue-tied words but that's the record he set 
let's move on. Congratulations to Jim, by the way. RM. So RM, you know, he's been, you know, casually just doing him. You know, nothing spectacular happened this week. He's just chilling. Um, he did do a V Live saying he's working on new music before he goes into the military. So that's telling me that Jen is in, right? The military. J-Hope and RM are working on going in the military. As we know, J-Hope got his enlistment um, notification to go ahead and report. But RM has said numerous times, I, I got to get this work done. I got to get this music out before I go in. So I'm assuming that next is going to come either Jimin or RM, but more than likely RM is next. Okay. So he attended the um, red carpet to this um, K movie called or K drama called Rebound. So he did that. And of course, as you guys know, he attended um, G Dragon's Nike event. So that's what RM has been up to. And J-Hope, like I said, he had the announcement last week that he is to report for the military. He put out a couple of posts, told us not to worry. He's been pretty silent this week, rightfully so, because he's probably spending time with his, you know, close friends and family and the other members of BTS um, prior to him going in. So um, we respectfully give J-Hope his privacy. I hope you guys respectively give J-Hope his privacy before he goes in. Big Hit did put out a statement asking people not to show up at the military site when they do their ceremony of him enlisting. And we already know people are going to do what they're going to do like they did with Jim went in. Um, I just ask that you guys, you know, just don't make a scene. You know, just do like you get, did last time with Jen and just respectfully let him go in with his friends and family and do what he do, you know which is go in, do the ceremony. And because they'll give us pictures, you know, they'll give us pictures. They'll show us like they did with Jim what happened. So, um, yeah, it's happening, you guys. So just keep your ears and eyes open for J-Hope going in. And last but not least, well, not last but not least, because we have two more to go. Um, Kim Young V, he's also keeping a low profile. It's been pretty low profile, except for, I guess, now that I come to think of it, um, sugars is all over the place this week, but, um, B is keeping a low profile. However, his, his magazine that he was, um, on the cover of for L, they are delaying shipment of that magazine due to an overwhelmingly, um, sped up response, actually. And I said sped up because everyone is demanding a copy of that magazine, like they are overwhelming the websites and the the phone lines because everyone wants a copy of that magazine. So they're saying we have to delay it because we, there's no way we could, you know, um, sufficiently fulfill all these orders. So you may have to wait a little bit for your magazine. Um, but he did do an emoji interview with Elle and that is going to be you know, in my description box of my YouTube because um, I almost forgot about it. I just thought about it. He did do an emoji interview with L, and that is available on YouTube. So if you guys haven't seen it, I'll put that in the description box. Okay, JK, Jun Jun Cook, the youngest member of BTS. What has he been up to? Well, <laughs> he demolished a house. And what I mean by that is, he demolished the house so he could build a new one. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what he's been up to. So, Jun Jun Cook has a um, property that he purchased in, I think, what is it, July? Yeah, July of 2020. It's in the, the area is called Yongsanggu in the Itiwandong area, which is supposed to be one of the richest areas in South all of South Korea. And... The original house he just demolished. He went to Yongsang and got the permit to demolish it and then another construction permit to, you know, build a new home. This new home is said to be massive. It's going to be five floors. Two floors underground and one and three floors above ground. I'm like, how in the world is it gonna be two floors below ground? 
I've never seen that before. So I'm curious as if he's going to do a house tour. Probably not because he, he's going to want his privacy. But I'm just curious as to what that looks like. Two floors underground. But anyways, congratulations on that. And he purchased that home for $6 million. And I don't know if you guys know about purchasing a house in South Korea. They don't do loans. If it's, I think if it's over a million dollars, you got to pay cash money. That, that's what they want. They don't want a loan. They don't want an IOU. They want all day $6 million. They want all day 7.6 billion won before you get that house. And that's what he paid. So, you know, as we know, John Cook is in that cheddar. He's, he, he got that money to do it. Okay. So, it's supposed to be completed by May 2024. So, like I said, congratulations, John Cook, on that. And let's talk about... Um, Calvin Klein with Jungkook. You remember when I just talked about Jimin doing that uh, choreography sketch, you know, to show the choreography, how they did the choreography behind um, Set Me Free and Like Crazy? Well, during that behind-the-scenes choreography sketch, Jungkook showed up, right? We saw that, right? He wore a particular hat. Actually, he was wearing, he was wearing all Calvin Klein stuff, right? That hat he wore was a Calvin Klein hat. And do you know right after he showed up on that Calvin Klein, on that choreography sketch video, that day it sold out. I said, what? That day, that hat sold out worldwide. That is the influence that these boys, these Bangtan, these BTS boys have on the industry not only did calvin klein stock go up 20 percent, all the clothing that he has worn in his videos have sold out and now that hat has sold out nationwide within like minutes hours across the world you can't get that hat anywhere and you see you see tweet comments on twitter you see tweet comments saying sold out Singapore sold out United States, sold out South Korea, sold out Japan. People are saying, what stores have you guys tried? People are trying to collab to try to get a hold of that. Someone bought a lot of those hats, in my opinion. Now they're going to try to sell them second market and they're going to raise it up the price. So whatever price it was, if you want to get that hat, I guarantee you, you're going to pay triple for what it was originally worth. Probably all his clothes, people probably bought it and try to sell it again and then just double to triple the price. Which is not right, but I'm pretty sure that's happening. But hey, that's the effect that he has. I mean, I call that the JK effect. He just he just does that. He wears something, he shows something, and next thing you know, everyone wants it. So there's that. <laughs> okay, and I believe that's it for BTS News coming up. We have my interview with my friend, Bethel Mahoney. She is a DJ that does K-pop mashups with other genres of music. You definitely don't want to go anywhere because her interview is quite interesting. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Bethel Mahoney, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit about what she does and how she is involved in the K-pop community. Hello, Bethel. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, yes, so I am a DJ. I do K-pop mashups, and I share them on Instagram and TikTok. Um, recently, I have been uh, a part with Armies Who Travel, and we have been um, going around for Road to 2025 and um, having these events. So that's been really fun to get to go out and be involved in the community. Um, but yeah, I've been a K-pop stand for like five years. So. <laughs> okay, so Beth, let me ask you. Did you get involved as doing a mashup with, you know, DJ and doing your mashups right when you became a K-pop stan? Or was it that you were a K-pop stan for a little bit and then you say, hey, you know, I think I, I have something that I would like to do with my love of K-pop. 
Yeah, so I actually made mashups before I was really into K-pop. Um, I studied actually my bachelor's of arts is in music. Oh. Um, I also play the cello. I've been playing for like most of my life, but that's wow. The so music has like always. I, I've always um, had a love for music and stuff, and so. Um, in college, I had started like messing around with making mashups, and shortly after I graduated, that's when I got into BTS. Uh, unfortunately, because my mom passed away, oh, and I needed to something to to get me going. And right. you know, I'm on YouTube. I see the Ellen interview with BTS, and right. I just start going down the rabbit hole of watching everything that they do, as we know? all do. <laughs> yes. Um, and so once I started like becoming familiar with their music and stuff, I was like, oh, let me make, let me like do mashups with their music because mm -hmm. I would like to hear them with certain artists and stuff. So I had did two that year with like Shawn Mendes and I did um, with Khalid and Normani Love Lies with the Truth Without Told. Love those mashup and, artists. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it, it's funny because a few years later, once we're in the pandemic, um, you know, I, I'm posting my mashups on TikTok. And I had posted the one with Normani, Khalid, and The Truth Untold, and that one went viral. Wow. And it was just crazy to me, because I, post, I posted a full version two years prior, and there was, like, nothing. And then once TikTok kind of became this thing that I had fun doing, because we were at home doing nothing. Right, time, right. You know, like, 14, it was just crazy. So from there, I've just been motivated to kind of share any ideas I have and just post it. Um, okay, so... Something that really caught my ear was, and I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. Um, you was talking about BTS. BTS was there. You saw BTS on Ellen. And it sounds like it's sort of parallel to me in that we both was introduced to K-pop via BTS. Am I correct? How was that transition? Because now you do mostly BTS, but... How has that transitioned to you um, being a K-pop stan, knowing that BTS was your intro? What was it about BTS that helped you get through, you know, what you were going through with your mom's passing? Um, their messaging with, like, loving yourself, their, there was all this content of them readily accessible I was watching their run episodes. I was watching their music videos and getting to know their personalities and stuff. It just helped distract me from what I was going through. And once I really like knew more about BTS, I started to get into other groups like NCT and right. EXO. Their music just like with the R&B vibes. Like I just, right, right. I went down a rabbit hole with them and then Stray Kids, 80s, like Blackpink. Yeah, BTS, I don't, I don't know why, um, but because there was just all this content on them. I don't know. I just went down the rabbit hole. Right. And I, I you know what I did too. Um, a lot of times when I do my podcast and for those of you out there that listen to me and have listened to my previous episodes, you guys do know that. I find groups through sometimes solo artists like Kai. I didn't know Kai came from EXO and, you know, and Onu. I didn't know Onu came from Shiny. And then I, you know, then I introduced myself to those groups. And then I'm like, oh, I really like those groups. And those groups were actually part of the first, second generation K-pop. And it makes me want to go back and just explore, you know, the, the origins of K-pop itself. And it's just a phenomenal thing. But again, it started with BTS. And I always say, I'm sorry, you guys, if I don't know about this person. Because again, it started with BTS. And it sounds like that's yeah. the same with you. Let me ask you, yeah. so how did you get involved Like with your first trip with, um, what is the name of the group again? I follow them on Instagram too. But the group that you travel with, I just know it's counting down to 2025. <laughs> I, oh, just know, yeah, yeah. I just know that's their theme. Yeah, Armies Who Travel. Armies Who Travel. How did you get involved that you were actually going on the road with them? So um, last year for um, PTT Vegas, um, they had a, a rave um, where I had five minutes to play my mashups. And that was the first time I ever had any kind of like on stage, like with my music or anything like that. And that was like, it, it went really well. There were the, the the reaction from everyone was great, um, and it was so. That's when I felt like, oh, DJing, like this is what I, I'm like meant to do. 
And so from there, like, um, we did more events together. Like later on, I did an hour of my mashups. I did like Latin, like it was a mix of like Latin and BTS and like hip hop, just all the, the menace uh, mashups I do. Right. And, and that went well as well. Um, and then from there, once this road to 2025 thing started, um, I was asked to um, open, to help open for the events. Um, and yeah, from there, we've just kind of been, you know, on the road. <laughs> yes. And you guys have been busy. You guys have been traveling and I live in Los Angeles. So I keep thinking you guys are going to come through here. So whoever is over that, tell them they have to come through LA so I can yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know a lot of people that would love to be there. If you guys ever come through LA, we are here. You know, army is strong yeah. here in LA. Very strong. Let me ask yeah. you, what has been your favorite mashup today? I know you've done so many of them, but what comes to mind? Name some mashups that comes to mind like, oh my goodness, I can make this into an album or a single and just, you know, sell it. Which which mash yeah. mashups? Um, so I did one last year with Survivor by Destiny's Child and Super Tuna my shit. And yes, I, I love Super Tuna. That's the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> and it still hasn't reached like... I really hope one day, like, it, it Jin has heard it or, like, it gets... Because I, I, there's, like, a story, I feel like, in a way, like, when you listen to it, it's like they're fighting over surviving the, the tuna. I don't know. There have been different interpretations I've heard people think with that mashup. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, like, number one. Um, and then my second would be, like, I did Paro. It's a French song mm -hmm. with Still With You. Um, I don't know. I, I just heard the French song and I was like, oh, Still With You would go so well. And that one, that one actually like did well. Um, that's like my most viewed mashup on Instagram. Oh, reels. really? That's the most viewed. Do you yeah. get more people listening to you on TikTok or Instagram? Lately, Instagram. I, mm -hmm. I know TikTok, there's all this stuff going around with like a possible ban or whatnot. Right. And I get shadow banned a lot. But on Instagram, like I, I've been doing like, there's been more like views on there so that's been good it's been reassuring have you ever done youtube shorts i i've been posting on shorts mm -hmm. um recently mm -hmm. um to just kind of spread it everywhere or yes. however wherever i could spread it you know yes because they were saying because of the youtube i mean because of the tiktok they don't know the future of tiktok but what people are predicting is that YouTube shorts is going to be the thing of the future. And that's why I was asking, because I do know on YouTube shorts, there are a lot of things that I personally am seeing. And I know you will be phenomenal. I know you're on TikTok for sure. Cause I see you on TikTok and Instagram, but I, you know, I didn't look on YouTube. So I decided to ask if you were on YouTube as well. So that way people out there listening know where they can find you because they may have a preference of what social media, you know, channel that they use if they know yeah. you're on there as well. So you guys, there you have it. You guys heard it that she's on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube Shorts. Okay, let's get into something I noticed about you. You try to involve your followers um, in your selection making of what you name something or what sometimes you mash up with. How do you determine if you should follow what we suggest that you do <laughs> as opposed to... I know what you said, and I know I gave you that choice, but I think I'm going with this one instead. Um, you know, sometimes it's like an emotional, like you'll you'll feel like, oh, this is the right, um, like either mixed together or the right name. Mm -hmm. um, I try to involve because like I wouldn't be anywhere if it weren't for people supporting me. So I want to get like some kind of involvement Sometimes I don't do requests, but I'm trying to find a balance between like doing requests and like, you know, having people involved like that. It's, it's hard to say. I, I, I would say like, sometimes I, I will like, I'm like, oh, y'all are, y'all are on it. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go with what y'all are saying. And sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like I'm not, it's not, I don't know. Do you have people from other countries that will give you suggestions with like you said, you just mentioned the song, um, I think you said from France. The, mm -hmm. Do you have other people from other countries that say, hey, there's a song that I would like you to play from my country. Have you gotten that or have you gotten suggestions from people of other countries? Yeah, I've 
gotten um, a lot of um, Latin. I, I've gotten Bad Bunny. I've, I've done a few in the mm. past. Um, and I've gotten, I haven't touched on it yet because I need to familiarize myself more with like Indian music, mm-hmm. uh, music from India. Because um, I've had a, f- a few people like ask like, oh, you, you should do more of that. So Bad Bunny, I, I, I listened to a few Latin um, or a few of his songs and familiarize myself to make those mixes. But I need to still kind of... do the same with other countries it's interesting that you talk about india because believe it or not i am number one in india for my podcast and nepal i think i'm number four in nepal yes yes i was surprised that i learned that so in case you guys didn't know yes yeah so i'm in over 30 countries so i was yeah i was surprised so when you said that i'm like so shout out to everybody in india (laughs) Yes, yes yes India, Indonesia, Nepal, those three. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, we, you and I were talking prior to us filming, and you said you were one of the lucky ones who's going to Chicago to see Min Yonggi, August D, Sugar of BTS, Bang Tang Boys. Tell me yes. how you feel. I'm so excited. I. That was like the most stressful ticketing experience of my life trying to get that because the platinum pricing, like I, I had a section in mind for where I was going to get it. And all of a sudden my cart said $2,000. I was like, whoa, no, I'm not paying that much. So I'm going back trying to find anything that's not $500 <laughs> and then it like eventually get it. It was it's such a relief. Um, I'm really excited um, to see him. I, I don't really have, I, I'm so confused on who I bias every day. And so like, because he's like the mass, like music production, like just, yes. oh, I, I don't know. Like I really resonate with that. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing him live and like hearing his new music. Cause I know he's dropping an album too, which I'm like, yes. Oh, and he Lord. does have that single coming out with IU, I think on the seventh, yeah. right. In about two days. And it is people part two. So I'm excited to hear that. You remember when um, they had the um, collab a couple years ago in 2020, it was Sugar being featured on IU's track of eight, which went worldwide and charted. So now she's going to be featured on his track. And I'm very curious. And like you said, Sugar has really come into his own. I remember Sugar was very quiet. And he, you know, he was the mastermind, but he just didn't say anything. And now yeah. he's coming to his own. I love his talk show. Have you seen his talk show, Time to Drink with Sugar? I've seen a few clips. I haven't been able to like oh. watch um, entire in its entirety yet. It is so good. It is so good. If you ever get a chance, whenever you have a break, I know you're very busy. Make sure you watch it because it is awesome. So besides BTS, who do you mash up? the most besides BTS? Who would you say you, if it's not BTS, you do this group? Stray Kids. Stray Kids. Stray Kids. Yes, yes. (laughs) Are you going to be going to Lollapalooza? Are you going to try to go? Um, I have to... Because you know TXT, TXT and New Jeans will be there. Yes. Oh, I have to... I'm going to like three K-pop concerts in May and my money is like, which three, which three concerts are you going to? I'm seeing Suga, Mm -hmm. Jackson Wing and Tomorrow by Together. So you really don't need to go to Lollapalooza because you already have seen Tomorrow Times Together. I say Times Tomorrow by Together because they're the ones that's going to be at Lollapalooza. But you already would be in Chicago because of Suga and you already would have seen um, Tomorrow by Together. So there's really no need to go to Lollapalooza then. Yeah. Yeah. And Jackson Wang, you could never go wrong with Jackson Wang. I love Jackson Wang. And he's going to be here at Coachella. And yes, he's going to be here. A lot of people know that um, that uh, Blackpink is going to headline Coachella. They're making history because they were here before some years ago. But now they're coming back. They're headlining. And yes, Jackson Wang will be here. They're going to be headlining on Saturday. But Jackson Wang is going to be here on Sunday. So I'm excited for both of them. Yes, I am. So where can we find you at besides TikTok? Um, you said YouTube shorts now. You're going, you're on Instagram. If you guys don't know, please follow 
Bethel Mahoney is her name. She goes by her name on her social media. Where will you be traveling next with Armies Who Travel? Um, so that's to be determined. I know like with um, Sugar and, and all this, this stuff that's going on, that's um, gonna be a thing. So we'll have to, to see. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. I also like, I also work like full-time nine to five. And wow, that's, you are super woman. You are super women. How, how do they give you all that time off? Or do you do it when you're not working? So um, the pandemic, I got to save on leave. Um, and so with that, uh, with my job, we also get a certain amount. So I, I've just had some saved and I've just been like, all right, we're going we're gonna to use it to um, do this double life, I guess. <laughs> Where do you want to take your DJ? Like, because... You are gaining a lot of attraction from what I can see because you are with armies who travel. You do have a following that is growing um, with your DJing and your mashups. Where do you see yourself going with what you're doing right now? Um, I would love to DJ, like have that be a consistent thing, like weekends, like I'm doing like DJing. Um, I also want to open myself up to other genres too. However, K-pop is just have just has me in a chokehold right now. So, right. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm at. Um, and I also like, if I get the confidence, I do want to do, do more music production and share that. Um, that's why Shuka has, uh, you know, uh, I, I really like I, admire like him and RM and hoping like how they go about like their music process and, Hopefully, if I have the confidence, I can share. I, I've thought about doing a series where it's like if I, you know, remixed or if I made a BTS song, but I just I haven't been able to like actually share it yet. Uh, it's like that. it's interesting you should say that because I watched RM's um, "Time to Drink with Sugar." Um, RM was on there last week. Not RM. RM was his first one. I, I apologize. Jimin. Jimin Park was on there last week. And something that Jimin said really um, had me open my eyes and listen to what he was saying as well. He said that this album, Face, was something that he helped write and produce. And it was so hard to him. But he's proud that he did it because... You know, R.M. and Hovi and Sugar were the ones that normally do it for BTS because he said when when Sugar asked him, if you could do past, present and future or where you're at in your life, where will you go? He said, I will go to 2025 because I'm back together with BTS so I can contribute and show everybody how much I've grown because I had to do my own album. And, you yeah. know, he, he, you know, and I, I didn't think about that at first because you, you were right. It was those three that were primarily responsible for the production uh, with P-Dog, who's a longtime yeah, producer. Yeah. Um, and now Sugar, you know, Sugar, you was talking to Jimin and Jimin is so happy that he gets to contribute now. He's like, I can show you guys I can do it, you know, and that really yeah. made me happy because now that BTS sound is going to be even more enriched because Jimin is going to be able to produce and write and do things along with Jimin, Hobie, and RM. And it's going to be phenomenal, you know? Yes. So, yeah, so now you can add Jimin to the list. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I face is so phenomenal. I have just... Ah, that's all I've been listening and consuming. And so, yeah, Jimin is, is on that list because he made a phenomenal album. This he album sure is did. phenomenal. And you know, Sugar is responsible. They say Sugar, this, this album coming out is all him. They said he wrote it, he produced it, the artistic visuals, everything is all Sugar. So I am very excited to see what you're going to do when Sugar comes out with his music. I'm going to be waiting on that. I am going to be waiting on that because everything that you've been doing, I've been like, okay, I like this. I like this. I like this. Everything you've been putting out has been so phenomenal. Well, I thank you so much. You, I mean, thank you. You really have um, made a difference. And I know in a lot of K-pop people lives because, you know, 
when I go through and I do my podcast, one thing I look for are people who have a unique contribution to K-pop. Um, just like my, my other um, guest I had on, she does nothing but K-pop birthdays. And I had another person who was a 17 person. That's all she loves is 17. And 17 helped change her life and save her life, actually. And when I had come across your page, I was like, this is different because I'm on TikTok. And I do know, and I see mashups all the time, but yours was very unique in that you use K-pop as your mashup and you do a very well, I mean, phenomenal job. Thank you. So I Thank really you. appreciate it. So you guys, please follow Bethel Mahoney and spell your name for you. I don't want to butcher your oh, yeah. name. I need, to, I need to spell it because it's B-E-T-H-E-L for Bethel and then M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. For Mahoney, Mahoney is the easier way to cut it. <laughs> and you are on, again, TikTok, you're on YouTube, and you're on Instagram. Are you, on, are you on any other form of social media that I don't know about? That you could tell the fans, no, those, the followers. Those are the three. Um, yeah, and it's SoundCloud, but I, those are the three, like YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I can't Thank wait to see what, what other mashups you do. I'm going to be looking Thank for it. And I am so happy you're able to go to Shida. Make sure you give us some content out there when you go. Because everybody's going to be dying to see what it's like through the eyes of someone else to be at that concert. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, there you have it, everyone. This is Bethel Mahoney. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. This is the last segment of my podcast called K-Releases and K-Vibes. Now, last week, there really wasn't a lot of music that was released, but there was one major one that I want to talk about, and that was Jisoo, highly anticipated music video called Flowers. So let's talk about it. Okay, so I like that it was a lot of flowers in it, of course. She wore flowers. She had flowers on her hands. She had the dancers coming to a flower formation. She had flowers in the background. I mean, it was a real, real good video. Now, what I really like about it is the dancing and also the, um, the way that they put the flowers in their hands, in the palm of their hands, and did that little twist dance. That was so cute. And I just love the song in general. I mean, it's it's a song that you could play at the club. It's a song you could play at home when you're trying to just pep up. It's a really upbeat song, and I really enjoyed it. And do I think it was worth all the wait? You know, the the high the 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 anticipation buildup. Yes, I do. I really, really do. I think Jisoo knocked it out of the box with this one, and congratulations. And you know, she um, also put out the dance video, the dance performance video of the song too, as well phenomenal job as usual is Blackpink she's a member of Blackpink they all do good it's I wouldn't expect anything less from her and she you know um performed up to expectations she sure did okay and the other two songs I have because I do have three songs on K Vibes so as we know she also had the K release but she also is one of my K Vibes of the week I have been listening to her song a lot but the other two are old school songs. And remember, I can do old or new school when it comes to K-Vibes because it's basically music I've been vibing out to, music videos I've been watching over and over. One of them is Taman. Yeah, Taman from Shiny, the one that I reported earlier who got out the military on April 4th. I decided to do a deep dive into his career and ran across this video called Idea. And I've been listening to it. It's been in my head. <laughs> so I love the dancing. He reminds me of Michael Jackson. Like he has a lot of energy. And he's very, very creative. I could tell by watching his other videos. And I'm excited to see what he does with his solo album this year. You, you remember um, earlier in the podcast, I said that they already have announced the solo album that we be, will be out sometime this year. So I'm excited to hear his music. Um, so yes, and for um, trivia, this video was released on November 9th of 2020. 
So let that set in. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love the song idea. And it, it's just like if he had released it yesterday. That's how that's how um, vibrant this song is. Okay, so the other song is from EXO. Remember, I've been talking about EXO because of Kai and Onu. So EXO and the song is Monster. Now, it came out June 8th of 2016, but the reason why I like this song is the harmony, y'all. The harmony on this song is next level. It's flawless. The harmony in the course is flawless. Unless it's auto-tune, it's flawless. I love it. I love this song. It's very upbeat. Again, it's upbeat. The dancing is there choreography is you know choreography and the dance is there the song the concept everything i love it so those are my three vibes of the week jesus flowers and then you have um Taman's idea and then you also have exos monster and i will put the links in my youtube description box and that concludes this episode of my podcast that k-pop talk please don't forget to like share subscribe to my podcast channel and if you want to support and help grow my channel, there is a link in the description box for that as well. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Bethel Mahoney. And until next week, don't forget, it's about that K-pop talk. See you soon.